So there's a lot more no-shows way back when. Now nobody has an excuse. Like, <laughs> unless you're living under a rock, you know what Zoom is now, right? <laughs> I mean. Welcome to the Juicy Closers podcast, where it's all about juicing your sales game so you can earn more money in less time. Join us in creating Yes Closers. Subscribe now to never miss a juicy tip. Now, here are your hosts, Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Hey, Janelle. Hey, Tina. How are you doing today? I'm great. It is a Friday, a Friday, and since we are recording this in advance, it may not be that day for you, but it is Friday for us, and we love Fridays, don't we, Tina? Oh, oh, yes. Very, very much, because that means we have a whole two days to hang out and not do any work. Hopefully, you get to do that, too. <laughs> but exactly. that's, that's how we set up our business. Um, yeah. so, so today's episode is, uh, for us is really exciting, and we're going to go into exploring the whole world of online selling and Zoom, specifically. We did this way before, um, you know, the quarantine and when when now everyone has to do it. And so we've learned so many things along the way and we're happy to share all our tips, tricks and secrets um, to how to do video conference calls, especially for sales, a lot better. Exactly. Um, And we've literally done millions in sales on video calls. So you're in the right place if you're trying to figure out how to move from phone or in-person to video. Um, We've mastered the art of video sales. Um, but it took us a while and there are some tips and tricks and secrets that we have learned in the field that we want to share with you today. Um, it's it's really fun to talk about how we actually do what we do. So yeah, awesome. Um, so Janelle, tell us that story of um, the difference between the video and the phone calls. Um yeah, so what what Tina's referring to in terms of a story is, so we just finished up a launch in October, and a launch is a term, if you're not familiar with coaching world, it's a launch of a product or service that's only available for a certain period of time, and they, we do a ton of sales during that period, um, you know, 500,000 to a million even in, a, in a, just a couple of weeks, so that... Uh, we can do all the sales calls at once. We kind of batch it all together. Um, and right before that happened, our client that we were working with asked us because we were working with somebody else on, on our team who had normally not done video, asked us all to talk about whether we wanted to do video or we wanted to do phone. And she, I think, expected some sort of knockout, drag down fight over it. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't, it really wasn't that contentious, but I thought I'd share with you, or we could share with you a little bit about our um, viewpoints on both before we got started. Cause we de- deliberately chose um, Zoom over phone. And I know Tina, you had some, you had some strong opinions about it. So I did share with, <laughs> yeah, share with us what, what you thought. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny um, because as soon as I said that, I was like, well, duh, we're going to do video. It's Zoom. It's a video call. Why would we be on just voice and have a black screen with my name on it? Because if that's the case, I would have called them directly on their cell phone. Um, But I I love video. I think it's such a great way to connect with people, especially when you're doing something virtually. Um, You don't get to see them already because you're not in person. And when it's sales and they don't know you 
it's very hard for them to trust you, right? Um, and so when you, they can physically see you over the screen, then they're like, oh, she's a real person. And I can see her expressions. I can see, you know, how she speaks. So it makes, it gives that extra level of trust. Um, and at the end of the day, if, no, if someone doesn't trust you, then they're not going to buy from you. Uh, and then it helps a rapport too because like we laugh, um, we smile, we nod. And so there's all these cues that you can see the other person you're trying to sell to respond as well. And then those little pieces kind of tell you whether or not they're on the same page with you or they're completely lost. Or if they ever eye roll at you, then you know you did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, even, even if they move away from the screen or cross <clears throat> their arms or, you know, make funny faces you're like, oh, I just lost him there. That's interesting, yeah. you know? And you can make a joke about it too. Be like, oh, I saw you like take a deep breath there. What happened? Like, it was yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I personally love it and always prefer video. Now, um, and it's not to say that the person coming on is expecting to come on with video. And so I like to give them that option. I usually come on um, with my video. And if they're not, then I'm just going to say, um, hey, are, do you have access to your video? Do you want to share your video with me and so we can see each other? Uh, and pretty much nine out of 10 times, they'll say yes and share their video. Um, it's very rare that they don't unless they're just completely doing something else, which case you're probably not, you probably shouldn't be talking to them if they're driving or something like that. But um, it could be just very not stressful and just really low-key and they'll sometimes be like oh I'm so sorry I didn't expect this my hair is a mess I'm like oh don't even worry about it like my room's a mess it's cool <laughs> it's exactly we don't have to be perfect to have a sales happen um nope. so I, I think you're so right like if you think about anybody who's listening to this who's maybe done telephone sales um or cold calling it's much easier for somebody to be rude to you when they don't see you and they don't uh, like I think people can think of you as not human almost. Like, I don't know if you've ever had that experience, Tina, where somebody's called you even for a survey or something else. And it's like, no, I, d I don't want to take this call right now. Um, and we have lots of spam calls happening right now. And so people are, are really not picking up their phones. But even those times when you do pick it up and you hear somebody who's human, it's much easier to just be like, click, you know, don't want to talk to this person. Then if mm -hmm. you're actually seeing somebody face-to-face -face, just as humans and we go oh this person is a human too they're if I'm rude to them it's going to be really awkward <laughs> for all of us <laughs> and the thing is the way that we set things up with our zoom calls obviously it's not cold zoom that would be weird um yeah <laughs> it's everybody knows that there's going to be a call and we're going to be talking about whether somebody's going to be purchasing something um, and we're just doing it on video right so mm -hmm. it's set up a lot differently than, than cold calling, but I do think it makes for a much more human approach. Oh yes, absolutely. And it's Zoom, so they're assuming it's already video one way or another. Um, yeah. So it's it's an easy setup, I feel. Yeah. Um, well, plus what, one, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. What, one more thing, um, and that was a perfect example actually. Uh, when you're on video, it's easier for you to not cut each other off uh, versus on the phone where they're still talking and you can't you can't see them so you have to rely on the the sounds right and sometimes you end up cutting each other off more often than you you plan than you want to yeah absolutely for sure and i was going to say one pro of quarantine or covid land that we're in is that 
everyone's gotten used to Zoom. So it used to be when we were doing Zoom calls four years ago, um, even people had to figure out the technology and they had to download the software and they had to, you know, and, and that actually was a huge impediment to even them getting on the sales call in the first place is because you'd have to talk them through how to do Zoom. And then if they didn't show up, you'd have to call them directly. So there's a lot more no-shows way back when. Now, nobody has an excuse. Like, <laughs> you, unless you're living under a rock, you know what Zoom is now, right? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, I'm glad that you pointed out, and that's absolutely true. Yes, I used to have tons of no-shows, and then uh, they would be like, oh, I thought you were going to call me, or I couldn't make it work. <laughs> and I'm like, you just click on the link. But okay, here we are. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we spent a lot of time, you know, hopefully convincing you that video is the way to go. Uh, we do it all the time, and we have a lot of fun with it. So let's move on. Um, I think another piece and benefit to video calls and um, online sales is body language. Yeah, so body language and tone of voice as well. Um, so as you can tell, I mean, I'm standing right now. You're standing too, correct? I do, yes. I do all my sales calls standing. Me too. Now tell me why you do that, Tina. I'm curious. Um, I love the freedom to move around and really express. Um, and I feel like my energy is elevated when I'm standing versus sitting. I can slouch. I can kind of just get uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my preference. Um, not to say that's the only way to do it, but I find that I am a lot more alert and paying attention when I'm forced to stand and hold myself upright. Yes, How about you? me, same. I, I do all my sales calls standing up unless I'm feeling really fatigued and I, I need a break. I mean, sometimes standing, you know, without moving your feet at all can be kind of hard on the body. So I do try to move and in between calls, I try to move. And I know you have a bit of a secret sauce, even with sound, when people come on the call that you've got some, uh, some fun music playing, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have a, you're right. You're right. So it's more of a mental uh, trick for me before my sales calls, you know, five minutes before I'm expecting to have that person show up. I'm literally playing music out loud and doing a little dance um, just to kind of, you know, get me into that mood and energy and just feeling happy and, and silly and just laughing. And sometimes it bleeds into when they log in and they hear, you know, parts of Beyonce. And I'm like, oh, sorry about that. I was just jamming to Beyonce. And then I would like mute it and they love it because they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's cool. No worries. Or like some Spice Girls, whatever it is that um, sets the mood. I have a whole playlist that I like to go over. Um, and I think it takes the nerves out of the sales calls. Yeah, for sure. And do you, I know you have a degree in psychology, so I'm wondering if you would agree with this. Do you think that emotions are catching? Meaning like, you know, if you're around somebody who's got a specific emotion going, joy, happiness, and a good energy, that you're more likely to feel that way if you're around them. I'm just curious. Oh, yes, absolutely. And as you were saying that, I was thinking of that song lyric too. <laughs> um, I know there's, I don't even know the song, but yes, yes, absolutely. Um, it's all in the energy and um you know if, you, if i'm showing up like this and excited and happy to talk to someone even if they're not there they're gonna be like oh okay cool like she's excited let me get to that level or at least meet her halfway um and vice versa if that person on the other end that i'm talking to shows up a little bit more like down and under i'm i'm gonna have to bring my level down a, a notch just to kind of match them otherwise if i'm like up here 
and they're like oh i don't know then it's really awkward <laughs> have you ever been on those calls janelle oh yeah oh yeah where i'm like i'm having a great day and they're like this is not my day you know <laughs> yeah. and, and both of us are fast talkers in general and when we're with people who are really slow on sales calls and very methodical, I have to deliberately slow down my speech so that I can match it a little bit. And what we're talking about right here is the process of mirror mirroring. Um, it's a mm -hmm. rapport building process where we can actually take a look at people's body language and how they're expressing themselves and try to match it in order to build rapport physically with people, um, which helps build trust almost immediately because we're it's a form of listening essentially it's a form of saying hey I get you I see what's happening and I can be like you today too and I can I can get in that vibe now I don't want to go completely down right I mean we, no that, that's not the point because we want to keep the energy up in the conversation we want people to be positive they have to be optimistic in order to buy in general mm -hmm. right like you've got to be thinking this is going to work for me if you're going to be spending um, a lot of money on yourself or your business, right? So yep, we want to bring people up, but we don't, like you said, want to be too far up here when they're down here. We got to kind of meet in the middle, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the one thing too is when that person comes on the call excited, it really mm -hmm. elevates me too. And then you just have a great conversation, great energy, great laughter, um, you know, just so much joy. And so then those conversations flow so easily because you feel like they're your friend that you've known for years, even though you just met them. And um, I have a lot of fun with those calls. So anytime they come on and you know how they, that saying where they say, oh, you had me at hello. And you kind of know how the conversation is going to go all the way through. That's exactly it. The first like two seconds you're like oh gosh this is gonna be one of those calls or oh my gosh this is gonna be fun and it's so crazy but it really does work out that way yeah you I think you, you develop a sixth sense when you as soon as you get on the call of knowing hmm, is this gonna be a sale or not gonna be a sale <laughs> you know you can kind of tell just right away the frame of mind that people are in even by the tone of their voice it's interesting how that that comes across maybe I jump to conclusions a little bit too soon, but I can definitely get a sense of where things are headed in the conversation right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then of course it's the words that they're saying to you, like what they're asking their questions. Like sometimes when I get on and they're like, so tell me what this is and what it costs right away. You're like, oh, okay. It's going to be one of those conversations. Yes. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about like, you know, how to set yourself up to frame the call in a different episode and like how to do that where you're taking the lead on most of the conversations. But know that that's not over once they say that you can always bring them back into why they're there um, but I'm sure most of us or a lot of us have experienced something like that right oh yeah where it's like I'm in charge you're just here to give me the info and I'm gonna ask the questions and I'm gonna leave and for a sales call to work really well and again we'll go in much more depth but you have to flip that where you're leading the call versus that person deciding that they're gonna lead the call um, which is not fun when you get into that little trap. So, nope. yeah, so body language, tone of voice, um, actually modulating your tone of voice, keeping things interesting. That's another way to use Zoom. And we wanted to talk about sharing screens um, in particular. So, Tina, do you want to share some tips for sharing screens and why you would share your screen on a sales call? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, um, I absolutely love to share it when the pitch happens. Um, and I ask them too before I do that. Hey, um, you do you want to see this like visually so I can share my screen real quick and kind of walk you through this? And they're 100% of the time they're going to say yes because it's one thing to listen and comprehend. It's another thing to be able to visualize it, right? So literally I will hit the screen share button and then I will be, be very strategic in which screen I select to share because there's a few options on Zoom. Some of them is your entire desktop with your background, whatever. Um, you know, sometimes it's just the screen itself that you want to share and that's the one I would recommend so that they don't see you're on like a million other open apps um, and then you know already have it teed up and open somewhere so you're not stumbling around for the link um, and that way you just kind of make sure it's there and that's another thing that we will talk about in a different podcast is the preparation before the sales calls to make everything run smoothly but have it open and then just kind of scroll through slowly and kind of talk through uh, all the different points to them. And it's so easy to get lost in that as well, where you're spending, you know, you're talking too much, you're, you're over pitching. So a, a tip for that is making sure, you know, you go through maybe one piece at a time, pause, and then ask them, hey, how does that sound? Or does that make sense? And get them to give you feedback. And, you know, if they have questions and that's an opportunity for them to ask, I think a lot of times we tend to, and then you get this, and then you get that, and then you get that. And it's like, well, which one of it was really important to them? Like, did they even want to know those things? Yeah, yeah. and the, the question, would that be valuable to you, is another one that you can ask in between as you're going through the points. I, I always forget that one. That's why I brought it up, because I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, i got to remember to ask, would this be valuable to you? Um to check in and see if it really would be. Otherwise, it might not be the right fit for them. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've, we all know that people learn in different ways, right? So people are visual learners. Some people are even kinesthetic learners. They've got to be moving while they learn. Some people are auditory. Some people need to write it down. They're much more verbal. So selling is the same way. People are taking in information. They're trying to learn it in order to make a decision. Um, and a lot of times people won't trust things that aren't in writing. So that's why we get a lot of, oh, can you send me that in an email afterwards? Mm -hmm. Because there's this thing about if it's in writing, it's been double checked. You know, there's a book, that, like people think because it's in a book, it must be true. Um, and so they also think that about writing versus somebody talking, like we've all been lied to, right, verbally. So <laughs> people yeah. think, oh, she could be lying and therefore I want to see it in writing because I can trust that more or I could be able to send it back to her later and say, hey, this is what you promised me and it's in writing. So when when I share screens, I think it's really good that I could share things both visually for them and then um, in writing. And it reduces the number of people who, who say to me, can you send that all to me again? Because they've seen it. I can actually give them a mm -hmm. link to it. They can look at it right then and there. Um, Previous to screen sharing, I used to send people PDFs when I was on the phone with them and say, hey, can you go to your email, open up this PDF, and we'll walk through it together. And made a huge difference in the sale because people would be like, oh, I can see it now. I see exactly what I'm going to get, when I'm going to get it, how much it costs. Boom, done. I can make a decision on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Boom, done is right. Um, yeah. the, the more that you can close the gap on them making a decision, 
the better it is that they're going to make a decision and buy sooner, right? Um, and another thing that I forgot to share is besides, you know, the sales page maybe is what you're sharing is sometimes you have access to the program itself, right? So I like to just be like, hey, do you want to see what the inside looks like and how this all works? Because for some people, especially in our industry, the coaching industry, where it's a um, non-tangible service, right? Like, hey, you're going to learn how to do marketing for your business. Well, how does that work? Am I getting like training videos? Am I getting worksheets? Like, I don't understand how, you know, the training is um, sent out to me. Oh, well, here it is. It's an online platform. Let me log in, kind of give you a little preview here. Just tease them a bit, but give them enough where they're like, oh, okay, I get it. This makes a lot of sense. And um, it's just so cool to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a that's a hot tip there, people. Definitely show, if you're a course creator, definitely show people the back end of your course so they can mm -hmm. see it and what it would be like to work through it. Because otherwise, they're they're working from their own imagination and they they may have no idea what a course looks like on Teachable or you know some of the other platforms that even your back end of your website, what that would look like. And they can't judge for themselves how much time and effort they're gonna have to put into something in order to get a return on investment. So that's mm -hmm. a common question that we get in sales calls is how long is this gonna take me? So if you can show them visually from your screen, this is exactly how long it's gonna take you. And these videos are only five minutes long, or these videos are a half hour long. Then they have a more of a sense of, oh, I can do this, right? Exactly. I love that. And yes, those little short videos, um, it's really easy to be like, like you just said, and I love that you did is, oh, look, it's just five minutes. Or hey, here's a cool worksheet that you can use. Um, that way you can apply what you've learned. Um, and there's shortcuts to all of these. Check all these cool links, whatever it is, right? Um, you just want to make their life easier and to show them that they can make it happen. And it's going to work for them because they're putting in the effort to do it. Exactly. So it's all about building trust. It's all about them seeing this is real. And that's why sharing screens and visuals are really important. And I, if an ideal world, you would have um, a one sheet visual, almost a map that you could walk people through that says, here's where you are now. Here's where you're going to be at the end. Here's what you're going to do in the middle. And you'd have things, you know, written out um, so that people could read through it and go, oh, okay, these are all the benefits. So that you hit all of the different learning points for people and they feel like they truly understand what they're buying. Oh yeah, so I mean, hopefully that's uh, on your sales page somewhere, but if it's not, there's other tools that you can put together to help the sale you know, actually happen a lot mm -hmm. sooner than, hey, can you send me this later after right. the call? exactly <laughs> which is like uh no <laughs> i don't want to we just shared everything but um we always do right right so um, what other tips do we have for people in terms of zoom um what else oh yeah uh, the the one about how long the calls should go for so mm. you know nowadays everyone is more familiar with booking links um, and calendar links where it allows you to book in some set times on a certain date with your clients, right? Especially for online meetings. Now, um, on those, you always end up selecting a certain time frame, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and hopefully you stick within that time frame. but we know that conversations can drag on, um, you know, good or bad. But uh, we recommend that you just kind of stay there and present with them. So, you know, if there's a call coming up, 
and um, you know you're kind of back to back, then maybe you can gently nudge them back to you know getting back on track. Like, hey, um, that's awesome, and you know I just want to. Um, ask you again, whatever it is that you were talking about, right? Or like, hey, you know, um, just so we're good on time here, I do have another call in 10 minutes. And so I'd love to just um, answer all your questions now or whatever it is to get them back on track because we all know they love to go on in Storyland. Yeah, I, I know some people in the beginning of their sales calls actually ask for permission to interrupt people. <laughs> They'll be like, so I know this could get long and we've got only an hour together. We've only got a half hour letter so together. So could I, is it okay if I interrupt you to just make sure that we're on track? I don't ever really use that. I don't find that I need to, but I mm-hmm. definitely will tell people, just like you said, I'll say, hey, we just have a few more minutes left, so let's dive into what we need to do in terms of next steps um, because I've got a call coming up in, in a few minutes, and, and everybody understands that. It's really funny because we had this question from someone just last week or the week before where they said, I don't know how to end a sales call. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I had never thought about that, how you gently end a sales call. Like, what do you do? And I just in my <laughs> in my own mind... If you don't know how to end a sales call, the point of the end of a sales call is always to to get clear on your next steps. So what's going to happen from here? Is it a Mm follow-up conversation? Is it we're taking payment right now? Is it no, this is not the right fit for me and I know it right now? So your goal is always to get clear on a next step before the call ends. And hopefully, Mm -hmm. if you've got another appointment, put it on the calendar, set it in stone, so to speak, and, you know, just make sure that everybody's fully aware of what's going to happen between now and the next time you're you're in touch. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you pointed that out is, yes, always have a next step and uh, for that person so they know what's going on. Never be like, OK, well, you know, just let me know if you're interested. Reach back out to me. OK. And uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll talk again. No, <laughs> don't ever do that. Cause guess what? They're never going to reach out to you. Um, rarely will they be like, yeah, sure. Let me, um, let me ask you and more questions and, um, give you your, my credit card later, you know? So, um, it's very important to set that next appointment if I like to, and we, we train all our team members to do that. It's very simple. It's like, Okay, cool. I totally understand that you need to think about it and talk to your husband. Um, will you be able to do it by this Friday? And when you frame it like that, they're never going to say no. Um, or rarely, if they do, then they'll be like, no, well, can I do Monday? And at least you have a date now versus like, just check back with me next week sometime. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, just to sum up in terms of what we talked about with Zoom definitely use video unless they're, unless your person is like, I don't want to use video, then obviously don't just be staring at yourself the entire time. Um, you, (laughs) you want, you want to build rapport by doing what they're doing. You don't have to push them into video if they're, if they're not. Um, we want to use rapport, listen to what their energy is like. Um, we of course stand so that our energy is at the highest, um, we can possibly get it. Um, and we feel more confident standing builds confidence, um, in the sales conversation. Um, and of course, you know, wrap things up with a call to action or, uh, you know, here's what we're going to do in terms of our follow-up plan. What did I miss? Did I anything, did I miss anything, Tina, in terms of what we said? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's, that's everything in a 
nutshell bubble yeah. whatever you want to call it well uh, love it one, one other thing that i forgot to mention about recording is always ask permission or let them know that it's being recorded um i find that that helps also it's really weird if you start the recording and you're like where are you from? And they're telling you all about, you know, what's happening. And all of a sudden you hit the record button and they're like, what's going on on my screen? Oh, and all of a sudden the rapport kind of goes away. So definitely take care of the recording either before the call gets started or right at the, at the very beginning. So that was my only other bonus tip for people on, on zoom. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And most of the time they don't even notice there's that little blinking red light over there that they're being recorded once, you know, you tell them it's happening so all good there it doesn't get awkward I promise they're not like oh my gosh okay now I need to be you know acting <laughs> it's not like that at all um, but it's just an opportunity for you to go back on things if um, they're like hey yeah uh, didn't you tell me this one thing and then you're like no I'm pretty sure I did not <laughs> and training purposes right exactly exactly thanks juicy closers listeners and we hope you enjoyed this episode if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe because next week we have a special guest you won't want to miss, Becky Launder from MyConsultantTraining.com. Also, if you want to access the juice, which are special segments of our podcast with more juicy tips, then head over to Patreon.com forward slash Juicy Closers. We'd love to hang out with you there. Juicy Closers is brought to you by Defy Sales. It is written and hosted by Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Produced and edited by Julie Tran, creative writer Valeska Griffiths, music for this episode composed by Drew Pigeon. Special thanks to Tijuana Ship and Eloisa Villanueva.